0: Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. We're talking about Bible prophecy, so open your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 24. I want to read the same scripture that I read last week, and we talk, we're talking about signs of the times. We're talking about the birth pangs. We're talking about the, hearing the footsteps of the coming of the Messiah, and I'm going to share some things at the end of this I think is going to blow your mind of realizing where we are on God's calendar. I want you to also realize that today, I think it's the 10th day of the month of El-Ul. And forgive me, I had my chauffeur out and I left it on on the counter. The month of the El-Ul is the blowing of the trumpet. It's the sounding of the alarm. It's God saying to all of his children, wake up, don't miss what is about to happen. Now at the end of the month of El-Ul, We go into the new year. And that starts with what's called the Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, and the reason I'm saying this is you're gonna see something here today. Rosh Hashanah is the rapture. It's a shadow of the rapture. Say, well, pastor, do you really believe that the rapture will take place on Rosh Hashanah? No man knows the day or the hour. But I believe that on a Rosh Hashanah, and Rosh Hashanah is two days long, on Rosh Hashanah, the rapture will take place. Do you think it'll happen this year? I don't know. But the reason for the blowing of the shofar is that if the rapture does take place, if the rapture does take place, you don't want to miss it. Say amen. You don't want to be here. Now we're going to talk about lawlessness and you look at the lawlessness. You look at certain cities that governments and it's amazing in all these cities that mayors and governors are allowing anarchy. They're allowing it. They're encouraging it. They're inviting it. And you look at going into these cities and burning buildings, and killing people, and destroying stuff. That is, that is baby stuff compared to what will happen worldwide if you miss the rapture. The only reason these these rioters not demonstrators rioters it's not it's not a demonstration when you break into somebody's business and steal their stuff that's not a demonstration that's rioting how is stealing somebody's stuff that had nothing to do with anything a sign of protest it's an excuse to do evil The only reason these evil people are not at your door right now is because they are being, to a certain degree, restrained. Now, when it comes to the upcoming election, you have to decide who you're going to put in power. People who encourage rioting or people who will protect you. It's up to you. That's why, do you, Pastor, do you, do you think, the, uh, do you think uh, the rapture will take place this Rosh Hashanah? Uh, I don't know. I, I think it depends on what God knows as far as the next election. But think about it. The only reason there is any control at all is because there are people who are forbidding them to go beyond these cities. When the rapture takes place, not only are we gone, the Holy Spirit's gone. And when the Holy Spirit's gone, there will be nothing to keep peace. Evil will reign everywhere. Evil will reign everywhere. After the rapture, there will be seven years. We're going to talk about this. Three and a half years of peace. After three and a half years, the Antichrist will set himself up on the Temple Mount. The way he will get there is through a false prophet. We're going to talk about this today. After three and a half years of it looking like it's all good, he will declare himself the Messiah. There will be an abomination of desolation on the Temple Mount. I believe, I was talking to the guys in the back, I believe God showed me in the last week or so what that abomination of desolation is. I believe God showed it to me. After the abomination of desolation, then for three and a half years, this is where God says, you need to pray that God shortens the time. Because if he doesn't shorten the time, no one will survive. He'll wipe it out. But in that three and a half years, one quarter of the world will be killed. So from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, there will be lawlessness as we have never, ever seen in the history of the world. And that's why God is saying, when you see these things begin to happen, ikvot mashiach, when you hear the footsteps of the Messiah, Those of us who have eyes to see and ears to hear, we need to look up. Because we may be in this world, but we're not of this world. The reason for the birth pangs, the reasons for hearing the footsteps of the Messiah, the reasons for blowing the shofar for 30 days up the Rosh Hashanah is that God is saying, get ready for the rapture. But, but if the rapture does not take place in 20 days from now, about, about 20 days from now, for me, for you, for you, for you, for you, God will, it's, remember, it's a shadow on the, and we're going to talk about this on Rosh Hashanah, on the rapture, God will open the book of life and he will release we are eligible for five crowns of rewards that will be forever, that the devil can never steal. But if the, if the rapture doesn't take place, then God will still open the book of life. It will happen in about three weeks, a little less than three weeks. It will happen. Just like Passover happened, just like Pentecost happened, it will happen. Say amen. God will, on my life, on your life, on your life, open the book. Now, if the rapture takes place, it will be the blessing forever. If the rapture doesn't take place, then it will be the blessing for the whole next year. And when we get to the end of this, you're going to see you don't want to miss the rapture, but you don't also want to miss the blessing. Just think, in 20 days, God will open up the book Look at my name, look at your name to see, number one, are we serving God? Because the rapture is the judgment on the church. There's going to be a lot of people in church that won't make the rapture. But God is a God of love. He doesn't want us to miss the rapture. He doesn't want us to miss this. So every day, sound the What's an alarm for? Wake up. up. Make sure you're doing something. Make sure, number one, make sure you're serving God. Number two, make sure you're doing something right now. Now, you know, people think, well, pastor, that's not fair. I've been serving God. I've been helping feed the widows and the orphans, Holocaust survivors, paying my tithes, Aliyah, feeding the children in Africa. I've been doing that for the whole year, and somebody jumps in in the last 20 days, and they start helping feed kids in Africa, taking care of Holocaust survivors, our orphanages. Well, that's the story of Jesus. Some started working in the morning. Some came in late at night, but they got the work done, and God gave them. Them a reward. Does it seem fair? It doesn't seem fair to me, but God is God. And so if you haven't been serving God, guess what? This is a great time to start serving God. If you haven't been being a blessing, if you haven't tikkun olam, if you haven't been helping repair a broken world, God says, blow the shofar away. And so people go, man, I better get my good deeds in. I better get my my charity in. I better get my acts of kindness in because in 20 days, God is about to open the book and decide what my blessing will be for the whole next year. He's a good God. Amen. Amen. I want to talk about lawlessness, lawlessness in the streets. And I want to hit on a few things and then get into one world religion. Now we talked last week about the signs of lawlessness. Let's read together in Matthew chapter 24. I'm going to read a few scriptures here, starting with verse one. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple and disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, do you not see all these things? Surely I say to you, not one stone will be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, obviously he's talking about the destruction, the second destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when these things will be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Now, look at me real quick. Keep your finger there. He's talking about the destruction of the second temple. Then he jumps right here, 2,000 years. And he says, What will be the sign? They asked Jesus, What will be the sign of your coming? Now, obviously, This is not the first coming because Jesus is already there. I know a lot of people twist that. and No, he's already there. If if I'm at your house, you wouldn't say to me, when are you coming? You might say, when are you coming back? So it's a jump, even though though it's right next to each other. Do, Do you understand that? Because a lot of people teach this, and I go, how can you not see this? It's a jump of 2,000 years. And he doesn't say, what will be the sign of the end of the world? He says, what will be the sign of the end of the age? Now, I may teach this next week, depending how the Holy Spirit leads me. When we have the rapture, and then seven years later, the second coming... And then right after that, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Wedding Supper of the Lamb, that's not the end of it. Then we have a thousand years where Satan is thrown into the pit and Jesus rules and reigns from Jerusalem, which you and I have reserved seats. And then after a thousand years, that thousand years is called the Sabbath millennium. I may teach this next week. We are right there to the end of the sixth sixth millennium, which would launch us into that thousand-year Sabbath millennium. Amen? Okay. All right. I felt myself going that way, and I'm going to hold back. I'm going to hold back uh, verse four, and Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Now we talked about this last week and I'm going to talk about it again. When you, when I first got saved 40 something years ago and we heard this, what we were taught was that right before the coming of the Messiah, the second coming, many will come out and say, I'm the Christ Jesus is the Christ I'm the Christ that's not what it says it says right before the coming of the Messiah the second coming preachers will say Christians will say oh Jesus is the Christ but they'll still deceive many Now, I'm going to show you something, and this is going to lead us in. It's working out perfect. Remember last week I said, should I finish? And now I know why God didn't have me finishing, because this leads into one world religion. It'd be one thing if somebody showed up, had a statue of Satan on the platform, and they were dressed as, as the devil, and said, I want you to forget what the Bible says, I want you to follow these teachings. Well, we'd go, this guy's crazy. But remember, these false teachers come as an angel of light. In the last days, many will say, Jesus is the Christ. In church. But they will deceive many. Now, I, I, I hate division in the body of Christ. I hate it. I hate that we're Baptist and Presbyterian and Lutheran and church of God in Christ and Pentecostal holiness and assembly of God and four square. I, 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 I think God cringes at all the division. So I hate, I, I, I hate the teaching of division, but I, but even though I hate it, we need to understand there are leaders on, in Christianity today and there are leaders that are in, um, on Christian television that are teaching things, saying Jesus is the Christ, but they're bringing a spirit of deception. All right, I, I, I got to keep going. I won't, get, I won't get where I'm going if I keep doing this. Verse six, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my namesake now let me stop right there listen to me when we read this we think that jesus is talking to the jewish people and we know that everything in judaism has a lesser and a greater the latter rain will be greater than the farmer we understand that but remember This is not being taught about Jesus' first coming. This is being taught about Jesus' second coming. And so even though he's speaking the Jewish people here, and they've gone through the horrors of the teaching of replacement theology and blaming the Jews for killing Jesus, he's talking about the second coming. And in the second coming, he says, they will deliver you up and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. He's talking about not only Jews, but Christians who will be hated because we're standing for the word of God. We're standing on the word of God. You know, it's amazing that what the cry in the world is today is for tolerance, we need to have tolerance. We need people to be able to believe what they want to believe and say what they want to say. And we go, okay, well, we believe Jesus said one man should marry one woman. No, no, no. No, we're, that's intolerance. Everybody has a right to believe what they say. Well, I'm telling you what I believe. No, you don't have that right. The people who teach tolerance are usually the ones who are the most intolerant. We're tolerant. We don't cut people's head off. We don't crucify people. We don't kill people because they're not Christians. We try to tell them about Jesus. We try to tell them the good news. But do you understand? And the media, the liberal media, doesn't report this. Christians and Jews are being murdered all across the world because we're intolerant. Do you understand what I'm saying? You gotta understand what he's talking about here is that you don't want to miss the rapture. Because when the rapture takes place, they will kill you for your belief. I don't care. I'll die. If you can't live for Jesus now, you ain't gonna die for him later. Come on, no, no. I just want to live like the devil now, but I'll die for Christ later. No, you won't. You'll find some excuse. Now is the time to live for Jesus because he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. And I read the end of the book and he wins. You want to be on the winning side. Amen. Amen. Then many false, verse 11, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because of lawlessness, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Now, now think about this. Look at me. He's talking about the church. And he said because of lawlessness, not in the streets, now he's jumped into lawlessness in the church. The word lawlessness in Greek means not yielding to certain restrictions or regulations. The word lawlessness in Hebrew means Not obeying God. And so we have lawlessness in the streets, yes. It's illegal what they're doing. What what don't we understand about illegal? It's illegal to do that. And we have government officials saying, oh, it's no problem, it's just a block party. But the reason why we're having lawlessness in the streets is because we're having lawlessness in the church. And because of lawlessness in the church, the love of many will grow cold. Why is that important? Because if the church becomes lukewarm, God says, I will spew you out of my mouth. It's a wake-up call. Are we okay? Everybody's smiling. Verse 13. But he who endures to the end will be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. I'm about to explain that to you. Let those who are in in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and those with nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in the winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation Such has not been seen since the beginning of the world. Now, I know I'm, I know I keep beating the same horse, but look at, go look at, you know, I don't watch the news. I I just refuse to allow that stuff in my house. But I do read things on my computer. And if you want to, go, burning cities? Burning cities taking over police. Who in the world would have thought that would ever happen? And yet that's nothing if we miss the rapture. That's why I'm, that's why a lot of us are warning is we don't want to miss this. We don't want to. We don't want you. Do not want to be. You don't want your children being here. You don't want your grandchildren being here. You don't want. You don't want your mother. Well, maybe your mother-in-law. But you don't want your neighbor to be here. Had a, it was getting too heavy. I had to throw a little, little laryism in there. Where am I? What what verse am I in? 21 unless those days be shortened verse 22 unless those days be shortened no flesh will be saved think about how bad this is for the very elect those days will be shortened then if anyone says to you look here's the christ or there do not believe it for false christ and false prophets now i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna get to that i promise false christ and false prophets the false christ is the antichrist the false prophet is one world religion, will arise and show great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I've told you before. Therefore, if you say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. Let let me just stop right there. There's so much to share. You're going to have a false prophet that's going to put the antichrist, the false Christ, on the temple mount. And they, the way this will happen is the false prophet will be doing miracles incredible miracles matter of fact the false the the antichrist will be wounded in the head some say it's a political wound some say it's a physical wound but he'll be wounded in the head and he'll come back alive and the false prophet is gonna the the false prophet is going to be a charismatic he's going to be just this man of peace but he is going to be doing signs wonders and miracles and people will follow him but when he says listen we need this guy is the new Messiah. We need to understand that's the Antichrist. That's right. yeah. Say, well, how can, how can somebody of the devil do, do miracles? Remember when Moses threw down his serpent? The Jannies and Jamries, the witch doctors, they threw down theirs. They turned into a, their, their stick. They turned into a serpent too. But the thing you got to remember when you don't follow the false serpents because Moses' serpent ate their serpent. Amen? All right, let's get through this. I got some good stuff. Um, Verse 27. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Whenever the carcass and the eagles will be gathered together, immediately after the tribulation... Of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from heaven, the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear. This is the second coming. Rapture, three and a half years, three and a half years, abomination, desolation, total anarchy uh, in the world. Then comes the second coming of the Son of Man, this time not on a donkey, this time on a, on a white stallion, and we're coming with him to kick To whoop up on folks. They will see the Son of Man coming, the clouds of heaven, the power of great, and he will send his angels with the great sound of the trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from the end of heaven, from one end of heaven to the other. Now, learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branches have already become tender and put forth its leaves, you know that summer is nigh. So also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the very doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will be by no means pass away till all these things will be fulfilled. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But the day or the hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father. But as in the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of son, the son of man be. For in the days before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, given in marriage until the day that Noah uh, took, entered into the ark. All right, we could, go, we could go on and on. Lawlessness, lawlessness in the streets. Why are we seeing lawlessness in the streets? The reason, and this is a rehash of last week, the reason we're seeing lawlessness in the streets is because we are seeing lawlessness in the house of God. We are seeing, as I said last week, we went from theology to therapy to motivational speaking. We've gone to the point that we're so worried about being politically correct. We're so worried about being visitor friendly that we're no longer teaching the word of God. We just want to get people in. We just want them to fill our buildings. Remember in Second Samuel 24, David was God was angry with David because David took a census and not because he wanted to know how many are in God's kingdom. He wanted to know how many were in his kingdom. How powerful is my kingdom? And I declare that is a problem in the church world today. Listen, I thank God. Our our television program is exploding. I thank God that all of you come to church. I thank God for all of that. But none of that works if we compromise the word of God. If we compromise the word of God to make people feel comfortable in church, rather than allowing the Holy Spirit to change our lives. The reason why we have a church, the reason why God says, "Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together," as the manner of some is, is because we're in the world seven days a week, and we need to come into the house of God to hear the word of God to be sharpened, iron sharpeneth iron, to hear the word of. God. We're hearing the the movies. We're hearing the television programs. We're hearing the fake news. We're hearing all this all the time. We need to gather together to hear the word of God to keep us on that path. That's why God says don't miss church. And so we're, we're living in a day and age in which, and, and, and I'm not saying this against anybody, I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm saying that God is waking me up, he's waking all of us up, we need to get back to teaching the word of God, and we need to be biblically correct, not politically correct, amen, listen, I, we don't hate anybody, we don't hate anybody, they will know that we are christ's disciples and that we have love one for another but love doesn't say everything's okay love doesn't say well it doesn't matter but we have the bible says here in the house of god we will have an increase of lawlessness when you when you start thinking about um what what Paul was saying in second was it second Thessalonians he said back then he said lawlessness is already beginning to creep into our houses think about America I want to get through this real quick and I'm trying to jump through what I already said think about America when america we start saying we can't pray in schools lawlessness we can't have the 10 commandments lawlessness we can't we can't put our hands on the bible lawlessness we can't say in god we trust lawlessness we're taking all of these things out there was just a a a, a political party where they got up and said couple not this last one the one before that where they got up twice I thought it was just once, twice, and said the Pledge of Allegiance. And instead of saying one nation under God, they cut it out. Why? Because we are allowed. I can remember no president would say anything or do anything unless he asked Billy Graham. Because Billy Graham never backed away from the Word of God. Never backed away from the love of God. (laughs) Never backed away from the holiness of God. But now we have whole parties. And by the way, that, that party that did not say one nation under God is the same party that took prayer out of the school, that took the 10 commandments out of the school that are allowing block parties and they want a block party coming to your home. This is lawlessness, and we're not having enough preachers get up and say, you know what, don't vote for someone who wants to take God out of our nation. We are the greatest nation on the face of the planet because we are one nation under God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Listen, and, and people say, well, well, you know, you shouldn't talk about politics in church. Yes, we should. Yes, we should. Because there are those who want to shut the church down. They want God out of our country. If no, no, they don't. They took it out of the national anthem. They took it out of the national anthem. Lawlessness. Now, I'm just going to jump through this because I want to get into one world. I want to get into the one world um, religion, but but I've got to finish this. How did this happen in the church? I think David is the sign. We want to know how big our kingdom is at the sacrifice of God's kingdom. And I'm just going to say this, and I'm not against anybody. I make more mistakes than, than anybody, but I'm going to tell you something. I don't make mistakes on purpose. The Bible says he that knows to do right and does not to him that sin. I can remember when I first got saved, and, and I heard a preacher preaching, and he said, you know, he's talking to us who wanted to become preachers, and he said, he read the word of God, and he said, if you hold back my word because of the looks on their faces. Now, literally, we know it would be to this extreme, but there are times when you're preaching to a crowd, and you may maybe you'll talk about tithing, and there'll be people in the crowd go, or maybe you're talking about holiness. And everybody wants people, every preacher wants preach- people in their church. Everybody does. But the way to do that is not compromise the word of God. The way to do that is preach the word of God. And God said, I will confirm my word with signs and wonders and miracles. Let's not compromise God's word and let everybody live in sin. Let's preach God's word and get everybody saved and born again and get them getting people saved and born again. That's how you build the house of God. How did this happen? The word of God tells us that in the last days, we will be lovers of men more than lovers of God. We will want the praises of men more than the praises of God. We will will compromise. Listen to me. I'm not, and, and I'm not saying being holier than now. I'm not coming against anybody. But listen, if you're looking, and I'm saying this to preachers. If you're looking for a Hollywood's endorsement, you're looking the wrong way. We need to have God endorse us, not Hollywood endorse us. There are preachers who are saying, you don't have to try to live without sin. There's a revelation, revolution of grace, that if you even try to live without sin, if you try to live according to the Ten Commandments, you are negating the grace of God. By grace we're saved. Yes, we're by grace we're saved. That's what the Word of God says. But read the rest of it. He said, even though where sin does abound, grace does that much more abound. There are preachers that are saying to huge, not, not 30 people, huge, huge ministries that when, actually when you sin, you're releasing the grace of God. No, the Bible says that when you sin and you know better to him who knows to do right and does not, to him, that's sin. And he says, if you think God judged according to the law of Moses, you who are saved by grace, and you go back and you start promoting this, and you start living this way, how much greater will your judgment be? We need to understand that, yes, we want people to like us. I want people to like us. Everybody likes me. The woman who was caught in the act of adultery, Jesus saved her life. But he said, woman, go and sin no more. We need not to be pleasers of men. We need to be pleasers of God. Can I, can I have an amen? Let me just throw this in. I've got to get the, the part in one world religion. We're the salt of the earth. Listen to me, Christian. Listen to me, pastors. Listen to me, leaders. You and I, Jesus said, we're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. If we stop being the salt, we are good for nothing. And men will come and trample us. Then he goes on, and at the end of that, he says, if you teach people, if you teach people, it's okay to do this. He said, you're going to be the least in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. If you teach people, it's, it's okay. One pastor was on a talk show and they said, well, what do you think about same-sex marriage? He said, this is a well-famous pastor, famous. He said, God doesn't care about that anymore. Instead of saying, you know what? God loves us. He loves us as we are. But when we come to him, we walk in a sinner. And we walk out changed by the power of the blood of Jesus. That's the love of God. Are you okay in this? Well, we got to be politically correct. No, we don't. Okay, I got to you know can i say this to all pastors the bible says be not many teachers for greater is your condemnation it's one thing if we're in the congregation but it's another thing and i say this because we're all tempted we all want to be popular we all want to make a difference but you know, when I get a when I get a, a, a email and says, pastor, we were watching and God saved my whole family. My son was watching. He gave his life to the Lord where I was watching and, and, and I got the doctors said, there's no chance. And now I'm healed of cancer. That's the reward. Do you understand when the Bible says, be not many teachers for greater is your condemnation. I'm accountable Every pastor is accountable for what we say and what we don't say. That's why God said, "Don't hold back my words, because God's words are life." Okay, I've got to. Okay, I got to jump over. You ready? Twenty minutes. <laughs> Open your Bibles to the Book of Revelations. We're gonna go. We're gonna shift an, a, another direction here. So lawlessness. Takes us to, okay, we got the rapture, three and a half years of him bringing peace on the earth, three and a half years of the abomination of desolation on the temple mound. The way the Antichrist gets to the temple mound is through what's called in the Bible the false prophet. Now, I'm just gonna say this real quickly, and we'll go over it again maybe next week. There are three main things to look for. One world religion, one world government, and one world economic system. Where you take the mark of the beast and you cannot buy or sell. Now, if you're coming in new to this series, please get the, uh, the CDs and listen to what we're talking about. This, this pandemic, eventually, they're going to come up with a, um, a, a vaccine. Eventually, that vaccine is going to become mandatory. Mandatory not right away, because it'd be a little bit too obvious. But eventually, I believe that we're going to see a period of things will calm down, things will get better, then there's going to be another spike. And they're going to come and say, listen, you don't have to take the vaccine. But if you want to go into Kroger, if you want to go to a sporting event, if you want to go to church, if you want, you're going to have to prove that you took the vaccine. That is going to lead us into the mark of the beast where the Bible says you cannot buy or sell without that mark of the beast. That's why the Bible's talking about this last time. He said, I pray that you're not pregnant. Pray that you're not nursing, because if you're if the rapture takes place and you're a mother or you're a father and you have children and you don't make the rapture, your children don't make the rapture. And now you've got to make a decision. Do I take a mark so I can go in and get milk for the babies and gas for the car and, and, and work my business? Or do I am I willing to starve or face bankruptcy? So do you understand what we're talking about? So what happens is, boom, the rapture takes place. There's chaos. I believe the chaos is because of uh, the rapture. All of a sudden, millions and millions of us are gone. Somebody comes in and brings peace. The way he gets into power is there's a, uh, 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 a false prophet that will bring together the religions of the world. Now, what, read with me in Revelations. Boy, there's so many things to read. Revelations 13, starting with verse, oh gosh, for the sake of time, starting with verse 4. So they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast and they worshiped the beast saying who is like the beast who is able to make war with him. And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemes and he was given authority to continue for 42 months. 42 months is how long? Three and a half years. Then he opened his mouth and blasphemed against God, that blasphemed his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven, and was granted to him to make war with the saints, to overcome them, and authority was given uh, him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. And all who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb. The book of life. Look, look at me. The book of life of the Lamb. The book of life... Is the book that's opened in 20 days. If you're a Christian, it's the book of life of the Lamb. Of the Lamb will be eternity in 20 days. If the rapture doesn't take place, it will be the book of blessing that releases your blessing and my blessing for the whole next year, covering every area of our lives. All right? Um, If anyone has ear, let him hear he who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword and here is patience and the faith of the saints. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. Another beast. All right, look, I'm, I, forgive me. I'm giving, going so fast. The first beast is the Antichrist. That's what he's talking about. The abomination, desolation. Now he says, I see another beast. This will blow your mind when I'm about to tell you. Then I saw another beast coming out of the earth and he had two horns. Look at me. He's, he's metaphorically speaking, two horns. One horn is the image of the lamb. He'll be a man of peace. He'll just be so kind. We gotta love one another. Okay, the other horn, he spoke like the dragon, the devil. Are you, are you with me? Say amen if you're with me. You understand? It's, he's speaking metaphorically. He's giving the image spiritually of this beast. He'll, the, this beast that you've already got the antichrist, but here's another one comes up, and he has two horns. One, he's like the lamp. Oh, the love of Almighty God. God will just bless you, but he's speaking with the voice of the devil. Okay. Now I'm going to show you how this works, and he exercises all authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs. This is the second beast. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. He deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many who would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one can buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And here is wisdom let him who understands and calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, his number is 666. Now, I can get into that. We talked about the vaccine that they're coming. Coming up, that everybody, and it's called twenty twenty zero six zero six zero six, and and gee, that's a coincidence. Right. Okay, so let me let me go through this real quick. So we have the rapture takes place. The rapture causes chaos. We have three and a half years. And let me say about Bible prophecy, we're all guessing, but we're get, the closer we get, the clearer things are becoming. Okay, I, I I told the guys in back I I never hardly ever preach on Bible prophecy, but n- when God spoke to me to write that book, I argued with God. I said well, I'm not a prophecy guy, but I wrote that book showing where we are in God's timetable, and it and it was finished a month before, a month before all this took place, and I thought people are going to think. Pastor Larry is a genius. I just blindly followed God's carrot. You need to read that book to see where we are. Oh my gosh, guys, you can't make this stuff up. All right. One world religion, one world government, one world economy, mark of the beast, one world religion. The one world religion, I'm going to finish this in 13 minutes. The one world religion is not Everybody's going to worship Islam. Everybody's going to be a Catholic. Everybody's going to be a Jew. Everybody's going to be a Baptist. One world religion is going to be a mixture. It's going to be a mixture of all religions with a dabble of the occult thrown into it. That's where the idolatry comes back. This is where the lamb comes in. Shouldn't we just love one another? Shouldn't we just love one one preacher, very famous preacher, great guy, simply said we, we, we are not to follow any of the Ten Commandments. We're not to follow any of the commandments of God. Uh, we're not to follow any of those only one commandment that we love one another. Gosh, that sounds great. That sounds really good. We're to, and we are to love one another. If we're white and black and brown and yellow and gray and pinstriped, polka dotted, we are commanded by God to love one another. Can I have a great big amen? amen. But we're also commanded not to commit adultery. We're also commanded not to fornicate. We're also commanded not to steal your neighbor's stuff. We're also commanded not to worship any other God but the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Those are commandments also. But somebody's going to come in, he will be the false prophet, and he will say, here's what we need to do, we need to all just get along, and let's tear down these things that, are, that don't mean any, make any difference, and let's mesh these together. Now, we would say, Pastor, that, that would, would never happen. The Bible says that in the last days, there'll be in the pulpits, there'll be false teachers that are teaching doctrines of the devil. But what gives, and instead of blaming it all on the preachers, what gives them a platform to teach doctrines of the devil is the the congregations will be full of people with itching ears. Just tell me something good. Tell me something that makes me feel good. Tell me something that, 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 that I want to hear. And so preachers, rather than being lovers of God will be lovers of the praises of men. We will fall into that and just tell you, I'm okay. You're okay. It doesn't matter. God doesn't care about those anything. You don't have to worry about following any commandments. All you have to do is Love one another. And that sounds really great. When I walked into church, I walked in a drug addict. I walked in a dope dealer. I walked in a heroin addict. But I walked out of that a child of God because they loved me enough to tell me Jesus died for my sin. Amen. Listen to this. Can this really happen? One world, one world, one world religion. Now remember, the one world religion, the false prophet leads us, after three and a half years after the rapture, to the abomination of desolation. Where does that take place? On the, Mount. On the Temple Mount. On the Temple Mount. The, the, the abomination desolation. The Antichrist will look like he's the savior of the world, and he will be, after three and a half years, and he will announce himself as God. It will be the false prophet that makes this happen under the guise of unity. Now listen to this. There is a movement right now. I have nine minutes. There is a movement right now that's been around for several years now. That's called Krizlam. And Krizlam is a blend of Christianity and Islam. This is out of an Israeli news channel. It says, in recent years, the merger of Christianity and Islam is happening on a worldwide scale in the West, particularly in the United States, where several bridge-building uh, exercises between the two religions, Islam and Christianity, have been implemented. It, this is not good news for the Jews. Christians and Muslims for peace, Christians and Muslims for peace, quote, camp, Christians and Muslims for Peace camp, is led by Dr. William Baker, this is out of Israeli news, the former chairman of the neo-Nazi populist party. In the Kairos document, which can be found on the website of the World Council of Churches, speaks on behalf of of Christians and Muslims who share a deeply rooted history and a natural right to the land of Israel. There is no mention of Jews in that document. Terrorism, while not exactly sanctioned, is excused on the grounds that Israel is ultimately responsible for Palestinian acts of violence against Jewish Citizens, Yasser Arafat, I quote, Bethlehem is the birthplace of the first Palestinian Christian, Jesus Christ. The purpose of Krizlam is to strip the Bible of its Jewishness and therefore eliminate the prophecies of the Jews and Israel and the promised land. What this is, is a rebranding of replacement theology. Listen to what Chrislam says. It is a joining of Christians and Muslims, Christianity and Islam, saying that together we as Christians and together we as Muslims have the right to the land of Israel. Jews have no right. This is replacement theology. If you remember where replacement theology came from, replacement theology came from 19, before 1948 when Israel became a nation. People were looking at Bible prophecy and said, The Bible says the Jews would return to the land of Israel. It's not happened. Can we even trust anything the Bible says? And so the church came up with, well, they didn't mean the real Jews coming to the land of Israel, they meant us as Christians. We're the new Jews. Jews, and we're the ones who are owning the land. There are still many Christians, many, 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 many Christians and denominations who believe that the Jewish people are occupying the land of Israel, that the land of Israel belongs to the church. We're the new Israel and that the land of Israel belongs to Islam. And they're coming together to push once again, Israel out. But I want you to know something. When you stick your finger in the apple of God's eye, you better watch out because he's not going to blink. He's going to slap your hand down and make you pay for touching his chosen people. Can I have an Amen? Chrislam. Many, many churches are 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 involved with this. There's another one, I've got five minutes. There's another one called Christ at the Checkpoint, which is held every year, a conference in the Bethlehem Bible College and now i think a couple years ago they had one in Oklahoma they had one in Illinois they're having them it's called Christ of the Checkpoint real quick Christ in the Checkpoint is a movement of Palestinians is a movement of Muslims and Christians that are saying one some are saying Jesus wasn't even a Jew Jesus was born in Bethlehem therefore he is a Palestinian I had one of the most famous preachers in the world, in the world. I was with him and his brother, and his brother said, Jesus was not a Jew. Jesus was a Palestinian. There's others in Christ at the checkpoint. What that means, that if Jesus was trying to walk the land of Israel because he was a Palestinian or because of all the checkpoints, Jesus himself would have to go through checkpoints. I doubt if Jesus would have been ever strapping bombs to himself. It's a movement amongst the church that is fueling anti-Semitism. Listen to what Jerusalem Post said. Those currently joining forces with lining up against Israel are the United Church of Christ, the Episcopal Church, the Mennonite Church of the United States of America, the United Methodist Church, the Presbyterian Church, and many, many others who are joining forces to stand against Israel. But you need to read the end of the book. Not only do we win, they lose. I won't take time to read it, but if you look at the Antichrist in, what is it, Revelations uh, 19, 20, It says the Antichrist and the false prophet will be taken alive and thrown into the lake of fire of brimstone. All right, here's a question. The side of the king of kings. Fire and brimstone. How many want to be on the king of kings? You got to understand this. Now, let me, I, I have two minutes, but I'm going to take five. There's some really good news. I was on a conference call with leaders of Israel, and I can't, I am not allowed to say, I haven't even told Tiz or my kids or anything. But I will tell you this, and this is, this is coming out. You saw just the rapture, the rapture, three and a half years of bliss. Three and a half years of bliss. The Antichrist. Three and a half years of lawless in the streets. Second coming, wedding supper of the Lamb. We are, we are. Three weeks away from Rosh Hashanah. Something's going to happen on Rosh Hashanah. Something big's going to happen. For you, for me, something big—rapture, revival. I want either one. I'm. A, I, I'd like it to be revival. I'd like to see the whole world have the gospel preached to them and know the God of Abraham and Isaac through Jesus Christ. Amen? I'd like to see that. But something's going to happen. That's why we're doing this. This is why we're going. To, in three and a half weeks, you, you won't be able to go, no, way not tell me? I didn't know. I missed it. You know, where Jesus said to, they came to Jesus and they said, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we do many wonderful works in your name? Jesus said, depart from me. I don't even know who you are. Many say that's Yom Kippur. Many say that's Yom Kippur. Nobody sitting, none of you watching are going to say, I, I didn't know, I didn't know that. What happened? Where'd my wife go? You know, right? You know. But even if the rapture and the place, something's phenomenal. The rapture, Rosh Hashanah, three and a half years, bliss, peace on earth. Oh man, he's the Messiah. But those who are a shadow. I believe we're, out, we're about to enter into a shadow. Amen. Many of you heard a couple weeks ago or last week about the deal with the UAE, the most amazing deal with an Arab country in decades. But they're not calling it, can I take five minutes? Because this is, this is the good news. They're not calling it a peace plan. They're calling it a normalization plan. And you know why? Because we've had, Israel's had peace with Jordan. I, I'm, I met with the king of Jordan when this all I, I I was invited to New York, met with the king of Jordan. We've had peace with Egypt but not normalization. This is beyond, okay, we won't kill you, you won't kill us. This is, this is called a normalization plan. In other words, the uni- and I remember, in ancient Hebrew, there's no word for what? Coincidence. Coincidence. Listen to what I'm telling you. This is called a normalization, where the Arab, United Arab Emirates is saying, we're going to have a we're not just going to have, I won't shoot you, you won't shoot me. We're going to have a normal relationship with the nation of Israel. We want to do business with them. We want them to do business with us. Yesterday, they announced we are leaving the BDS movement against Israel we are going to do business with Israel. We're going to prosper with Israel. Israel's going to prosper. The BDS movement is, is a worldwide movement, boycott, divestment, and sanctions. Don't buy anything from Israel. They're making them stamp their products worldwide. A, a Muslim nation announced yesterday, we are not only not going to be involved with that, We are not only going to not boycott everything from Israel. We are letting you know. We are going into full partnership with the nation of Israel. And we encourage the rest of the world to leave the BDS and stand with the nation of Israel. Do you know how insane that sounds? Now... From what I know, and this I'm not revealing any secrets, tomorrow, Monday, they are taking the first commercial flight in history from Tel Aviv to, uh, help me, Abu Dhabi, and there will be. Israeli Jewish leaders on there. There will be Muslim leaders on there. There will be Jared Kushner and American leaders on there showing that we are doing a joint community venture of normalization. There will be flights from Tel Aviv, to Dubai. There will be flights from Dubai to Tel Aviv. And they're saying to the world, we're tearing down the walls that are dividing us. And we're coming in unity with the nation of Israel. They are our friends. Now watch this. Now that's fact. I mean, you guys, you guys, we're living in history. We're living in history. Now, now I'm going to give you something that I believe is going to happen. What's the next step? Now, remember, I, I, I believe we're headed towards, and I think it directly connected with the next election. I don't think it's a coincidence, three and a half years of bliss and... I'm not saying after the next if if, if somebody right gets elected, and then after three and a half years are going to fall apart. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying this God shouting to us: get get you got twenty days, get ready. You got twenty days, get ready for this. I believe possibly between now. I don't know how fast this could. I, I, I've been saying this for months, but I, it, it could be. And I said it'll be a year, but it could maybe it'll happen in the next in the next few weeks, you watch Saudi Arabia come in, you watch Saudi Arabia come in on this normalization saying, you know what? We're going to partner with Israel too. And I believe this is what's going to happen. I'm not saying thus say the Lord. I'm just saying, you know, Paul said, this is not God. This is Paul speaking. I'm going to say, this is Larry speaking. If Saudi Arabia comes in and I believe they're going to come in faster than on the peace process, Saudi Arabia, so you're going to have all the, I think you're going to see this next couple of days, you're going to see a bunch of other Arab countries come in and say, you know what, we, Israel's not our enemy. I mean, you got to understand this is bizarre. Then you see Saudi Arabia come in, and there's, there's some iffy things there because you've got Shiite and Sunni, but Saudi Arabia will come in. If Saudi Arabia comes in, when Saudi Arabia comes in, I think right now over the Temple Mount, Jordan controls the Temple Mount since 1967. Israel is over it, but Jordan has rule. And that's why Jews can't go up there and very seldom, etc. cetera. I think about two months ago or three months ago, Jordan said, you know what? We don't have, we, we can't control the Temple Mount. And they turned, what do you mean they can't control the Temple Mount? They turned, this, I believe this is all God's plan. I'm just saying, this is what I feel. They turned the control of the Temple Mount over to the Palestinians. The Palestinians have allowed in the last several weeks the Turks to come in and radical groups to set up in there. Turkey is being very vocal that they want to destroy Israel. This is, I believe this is all God's plan. Saudi Arabia will come in and Jordan will still oversee the temple mound on paper but saudi arabia will come in with their strength and they'll police the temple mound now saudi arabia already controls mecca they already control medina and if they get control over the temple mound they will control the three holiest sites in islam they will be the voice for all of islam they want peace because the real enemy are the ones that the last administration we sent airplanes full of billions of dollars to Iran because Iran's vowed to blow everybody up and so all of a sudden they're realizing you know what Israel's not our problem it's these guys that want to blow us up with a nuclear bomb and so they're going to want normalization with Israel also you watch you watch, and I'm not. I don't know how fast this will happen, but watch for a sign of peace. Watch for the allowing of the blowing of the shofar. Maybe by this Rosh Hashanah, watch for a, them allowing a Jew. Maybe it'll be a year from now, but watch for a Jew to be allowed from the temple mound to blow the trumpet in Zion. And then the next thing I believe will happen. The next thing I believe will happen, maybe by this uh, Yom Kippur or by this uh, Feast of Tabernacles, or maybe a year, I don't know how fast it will happen. Watch him allow a sukkah yeah. to be put on the Temple Mount, just for those seven days. A sukkah to be allowed on the Temple Mount, which is nothing more than a symbol of the Tabernacle of David. That's right. That's right. And when God rebuilds the tabernacle of David. The temple will take years and years. The temple will be built during the time of Jesus' thousand-year reign. But the tabernacle of David is a tent. They can put it up in one day. Say, Pastor, what do you think this all means? The wicked servant says the master delays his coming, right? He could come before we finish this message. Somebody just said, yeah, because you go so long, he probably will. (laughs) Hold not back my word for the look on their faces. (laughs) I believe we're headed far. The Messiah could come. But I believe this Rosh Hashanah, this Yom Kippur, this Feast of Tabernacles, the nine months and 20 days leading up to November if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, I believe we're going to see the most exciting spiritual and financial time in the history of the world. I really believe our best is yet to come. How many received that? Do you receive that? Stand with me all over the building if you would. And forgive me, I've gone already 10 minutes over. I told you five. I lied on the Lord's day. I like to have every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. We don't have any music today, so if you would all just hum. No. <laughs> the main thing is don't miss the rapture. If the rapture doesn't come, don't miss this. In three weeks, this, this, God loves us so much. You know, in the book of Revelations, God says, I have one thing against you. Return to your first love. Return to your first love of serving the Lord, of loving the Lord. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed, and no one's looking around. You're here right now, just in your seats. You say, Pastor Larry, you know, I've, I've, I've never been saved. I've never given my life to the Lord. Or maybe you have, and maybe somewhere along the line, you need to turn back to your first love. As our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, and this is for all of you on stream, you, God will touch you right where you're at you'd say, Pastor Larry, I want to give my life, I want to rededicate my life to the kingdom of God. Think about it. It, 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 God loves us so much, he has us blow the shofar. God loves us so much, he has us hear the footsteps of the Messiah. God loves us so much, he lets us feel the birth pang so we can get ready because he's about to birth something wonderful into our lives. As our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, you say, Pastor Larry, would you remember me in prayer? I want you to slip your hand up all over the building and just hold it there for a minute. I see that hand, that hand, just keep it up. That hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand. I see that hand, just keep it up. That hand, 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 just keep it up. That hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand I see that hand, that hand, that hand. Just keep it up. That hand, that hand, that hand. That hand, that hand. Real high in the back there. Wave at that hand, that hand, that hand. God bless you. That hand, that hand, that hand. God bless you. That hand, that hand. God bless you. That hand, God bless you. Give them a great big clap offering, would you please? <clears throat> <dictatorships> you know, there'll be those people who say, oh, they're just saying, they're just raising their hands because they're scared. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, if you're going by and there's a sign that says, don't touch this. There's a million volts in there. You know, I try to scare me. When we were in Israel one time, we we're going out to the farm that you and I support out in the West, the West Bank, in Judea and Samaria, as the God calls it. And we're supporting that farm, fulfilling Bible prophecy. We're driving out there and all, we're on the main highway and there are these roads that go off. And there are signs on the, in English and Hebrew and, that say, uh, don't drive up this road. You may be killed. Yeah. I'm not driving. We had Truett, our guy who runs our television. I said, Truett, get out and take a picture of that. So Truett's out there and we pulled off without him. <laughs> <laughs> Truett's. It ain't funny. It's not funny. If you're left behind, it ain't funny. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Sorry, Truett. I <laughs> tell that story. <laughs> Never seen him run so fast in his life. <laughs> yeah, that, because God loves us. God, God loves us. Amen. Amen. Let's close our eyes and pray this out loud. Say, Father, Amen. I come to you right now Amen. in the name of Jesus. I know that I've sinned. We've all sinned. But I know this. You love me so much. You sent Jesus Christ to pay the price in full for all my sin. Right now, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Satan, get out of my life. Get out of my home, get out of my mind, my spirit, my body, my family, my finances, and my future. I declare through the name and by his blood, I am more than a conqueror. Jesus, you died for me, and I vow I will live for you. I give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. Real quick. Give me, give me two minutes. There was somebody with arthritis. Where is that in your hands? Yeah. Whenever you see or hear of a blessing, it was in, I had it in my thumbs. I mean, I told my wife, I said, I, is it in your thumbs? Yeah. Whenever you see or hear of a blessing in somebody else's life, what does it mean? It means you're next. And I mean I got to the point that I couldn't hardly grab anything and I just kept praying and praying and 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 it's 98% gone lift your hands up anybody else with arthritis Anybody with arthritis, wave at me if you have arthritis. Amen. Father, we bind that spirit of pain. We bind the spirit of arthritis in every area of our bodies, in our hands, in our feet, in our knees, in our elbows, anywhere in our bodies. Father, we bind that. You said whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we loosen on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And Father, I loosen the power of the blood of Jesus. By his stripes, we are healed in Jesus' name. Now, I want every head bowed, every eye closed, just for a second. There there are people, there are, if we are bitter against, look at me one minute. I was praying for a lady in Australia one time. And she had arthritis in her hands and in her elbows. And I was praying for her. And all of a sudden I looked at her and I said, who haven't you forgiven? Christian lady, sweet, probably 70 years old. Who of have you haven't forgiven? She says, nobody. I and, I, and I said, okay. I started praying. And I go, There's somebody, is there somebody you haven't forgiven? And all of a sudden she burst into tears. Her sister, 50 years ago, married the guy she was in love with. And I said... We battle not with flesh and blood. And I said, let's let's pray. We forgive her. We, when you release someone who's hurt you, when you release someone hurt you, it sets you free. Yes. I want every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. How many are here today, say, Pastor, I, and the hurt's real. The, the, the hurt is genuine. We're not saying we ignore it. But it, in, in a lot of areas, in our physical and in our financial and in our spiritual, we can't get a breakthrough because we can't have full forgiveness on ourselves if we haven't forgiven. others. Forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against. And you're here right now and say, pastor, I need to forgive somebody. I need to let him go. I'm not saying we ignore it. You just let it go. You just lift your hand up all over the building. Lift your hand up all the building. Hands are going up ever. Hands are going up everybody. Hands are going up everywhere. Hands are going up everywhere. Hands are going up everywhere. All right, we're going to pray. Look at me a second. Look at me a second. Somebody wronged you years ago. If you've got your hand to the plow and you keep looking back, what happens to the plow? You go backwards. I remember year, a couple years ago, Jacob in Israel was our tour guide, been our tour guide for 20 something years. And, and we're, I was looking, I said, Jacob, all these buses, multi-million dollar tour buses, they're Mercedes Benz. Why would Israel buy things from Germany after what Germany did 70 years ago, just 70 years ago? You know what Jacob said? If you don't let go of the past... You're never going to get to the future. Amen. Those of you who need to forgive, lift your hands up. Say this out loud. Father, I let them go. I know I battle not. Oh, man, I can feel that with flesh and blood. But I battle with principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. I release this person. And that sets me free in my health, in my body, in my finances, in my marriage, in my home, who the sun sets free. Today is me in Jesus name. If you receive that, give the Lord a clap offering. Well, I'm telling you, you watch. Now, listen, what I want you to do, what I want you to do is I want you to give us Testimony. Say, Pastor, I had this going and that going. We pray this because, listen, th- this, we battle not with flesh and blood, but we do battle with principalities and powers and rules of darkness. Listen, you, 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 we can't be fully free if we're holding a grudge. If we're holding, we're hold, it, it, you know, I, I've shared the story of, and, and it's true, I've seen them do it. In the Philippines, they would capture monkeys and they would take a coconut and they drill a hole in it put a chain to a tree and they put something in that coconut shiny and the monkey come in stick his hand in that hole grab a hold of that thing and when he grabs a hold it, make and he can't get his hand out and all he has to do is let go just let go but he won't let go and they 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 go and capture him or worse <laughs> let go let go let go of the past let go of the past let go of the past let go of the past. Amen. I want to do one more. I want to do one more thing and I, and I can't get off. I'm, i uh, forgive me for going so long. There's somebody with bat stomach problems. Maybe if you're watching my stream, we're, we're praying for you also somebody, there's something wrong with your stomach. Who are you? Where are you? Raise your hand. There's something wrong. The doctors are saying it might be this, or it might be that one, two, who else with was, was stomach problems it's fear. The, the, reports, the reports are going to come back three. Anybody else? The reports are going to come back positive. It's a fear. You're, the, the devil has put a spirit of fear on you. Father, I bind that right now in the name of Jesus. I break that curse of fear. And Father, I release the blessing that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, our Lord. In Jesus' name. Do you feel that? Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. You feel that? Yeah. of you? Amen. Receive that. Give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. Go blow the shofar. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Wake up. Because our best is yet to come. How many received that? Thank you for being with us today. I love you on stream. God bless. Kiss sends her love. Give the Lord a clap offering one more time.